Hi, I'm Sherry Falco. Welcome to the Grace Chronicles. I'm here with Layla Kylie, my co-host. Hi, Layla. Hi. <laughs> and we have Char Hurt today. And uh, welcome, Char. Hi, welcome. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and you know, Char's gonna, she has a wonderful testimony that I hope all you listeners will enjoy. It's about, she, she just told me how, um, how she was searching for her identity in other places other than God and how we all have a void in our heart that only God can fill. So I just hope you, you just enjoy what she's going to share today. So Char, um, can you start by just telling us a little bit about your childhood? Yes. So I grew up in a church. Uh, my mom made sure that my sister and I um, attended church with my great aunt. Um, so I was heavily involved on the choir. Um, just, I love Jesus um, at a young age. And uh, my mom was also a single mom. So I am grateful that she kept us, you know, grounded and planted in church. Um, but my father was incarcerated when I was two years old. So he was out of the picture. I saw him um, frequently, but I didn't really have an opportunity to build a relationship with him. So at the age of 14, when I decided to give my life to Christ um, is when he came home. And that's when everything began. So, well, so when you say everything began, so it sounds, it's kind of odd. So you have this sort of perfect part of your life. It sounds perfect. Anyway, you love Jesus, you're in church, your mom has taken you, and then you have this part with your dad. Um, so tell us uh, how, you know, did you really know God at that point? I mean, you love Jesus. So tell us about your relationship with God and how things kind of changed. Yeah, so during that time, I would say that I loved God, um, but my lifestyle didn't reflect that. So I I would say I didn't know him. I didn't have a personal relationship with him. So I knew of God. I knew what was taught in the church, but I didn't get to know him for myself throughout those years. Um, and then at age 14, um, like I said, things kind of took a turn. I was trying to find my identity in other things and not really seeking him as the source. So what were you trying to find your identity in? Just would you be willing to share that? So you're searching sure. for yourself, like who is Char and where are you looking? So I was looking, I was in high school at the time, um, just went to high school and I was searching for God in relationships. Um, at the time I was heavily involved in sports. I ran track. So I don't know if that was also like a distraction. Um, and then when I went off to college, I was heavily involved in alcohol drugs, and again, sexual immorality, just searching in all the wrong places for Christ. And then at, that at one point, you actually had a DUI, didn't I think yes. when we were talking? <laughs> yes, ma'am. So at age 25, um, yes, a few weeks after my 25th birthday is when I got a DUI charge. And that completely changed. It like shifted everything. It got really used that to get my attention. Um, yeah. So how, how did he use that exactly? Well, like I said, I was heavily involved in drinking and it was a cycle. It was a very toxic cycle that I was in. Um, literally hit it down the road to destruction and death. But um, by God's grace, he, he redeemed me from that. Um, one night I was out drinking and was on my way home. 
and that's when I got pulled over. Um, so I had to go through that whole process of, you know, being charged with the DUI, um, taking the alcohol treatment courses. Um, yeah. So he, he really got my attention. So it's a wake up call, right? Is yeah. that what you're saying? That it, it was like a wake up call. This is the way my, my life is going. That shouldn't be going this way. Yes, definitely. And then, then you were telling me, so somehow you end up in an online conference or something and, and you have an encounter with God. Can you tell us what led up to that? What that was? Describe that a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so in 2022, um, I was believing God for a spiritual breakthrough, um, which meant, uh, which basically means that I wanted to experience him in a new way. Um, and I wanted to be touched by the spirit of God. So I ended up joining a conference online and it was a worship experience. Uh, someone preached a message and then it was time for um, just that impartation, right? That opportunity to be touched by God. And it happened in my bedroom in the comfort of my own home. And I remember feeling like a very overwhelming I just felt like overwhelmed with God's love. Um, I also felt like just God's power. Um, I was just infused. I felt different. It was a very different experience, a different encounter. So you weren't in church. So I find this interesting. So you're in your bedroom. Yes. <laughs> and God finds you. Yes. So this whole journey, you're trying to find your identity, right? Your identity and different things. You get this DUI, right? So after the DUI, did you, so what did you do right after that, before this conference? So I'm just kind of curious at that, that little, there were several years in there, right? After the DUI. Yes, yes ma'am. So during that time, um, it was a very interesting experience for me because I fell short of God's glory, right? I got the DUI and it was a wake up call for me. However, I didn't immediately make the shift to like not drinking at all. So it was like this process of transformation, um, God getting my attention and then working with me throughout that. Um, so there were multiple times where I would probably like lessen the amount of alcohol I was drinking. Um, but then it was also like me praying to God, like, Lord, I really want, I don't want to drink anymore. Like I really need your help with this. Um, so please, please grant me the grace so that I'm able to really live a lifestyle that is pleasing to you. Um, so yeah, throughout that process is, yeah, how it all like unfolded. No, so that's so okay. So you have these intervening years where you're crying out to God, help me, I need your grace, right? I, I want to change. And then you have this, don't you love that, Layla? This encounter in her bedroom, right? Sometimes people think, well, I have to go to church. church. And mm -hmm. I have to find God there, but God can find us anywhere. That's mm -hmm. what I love. So that's so intimate and personal too. And that's what he wants <laughs> is that intimate relationship with you. So he's there in your private space in your room and he's meeting you and it's just you. He's not coming for an audience or coming because someone else prayed for him to come and not that that can't happen, but I love that he just came for you and reached out and touched you. Amen. So, so you have this encounter then in your bedroom and you said you felt the power and the love of God. Um, so how did that change you or how did that change your relationship with God? Well, um, that particular night, the message was, was the theme of the message was boldness. 
um, and just being touched by him and, you know, encountering him in a new way and experiencing his love. And it changed me because I felt more empowered to um, just fulfill his purposes and his plans on earth. But before you said, right, you said you didn't really know God, right? Because I asked you and you said you were in church, but you didn't really know God. And then you Mm -hmm. have this experience with God. So what, what happened to your relationship with God after that then? So I began like growing in intimacy with him, um, you know, through his word, through prayer, but I began to experience him in a new way. So experiencing his love, like knowing that, okay, this is like, I can actually feel the tangible love and presence of God. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is real. Um, and yeah, it's so that, definitely um helped me to grow in intimacy with him well, i'm curious said, too i was just wondering that how long did that last when you had that flood of love come over you and you're in your bedroom did it just last while you were in your bedroom or did it last for a long period of time um so it was an encounter in that moment so it was yeah i was like i said i was touched by the spirit of god so it was an encounter um but Yes, it carried on, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess, like I said, it empowered me and gave me the confidence in knowing like, oh, I, I actually carry like the love and presence mm-hmm. of God. Okay. And you also said something when we spoke earlier about freedom, mm-hmm. about, about coming to know what it means to be free in Christ. Can you say something about that? Yes, I love freedom. Um, When I think of freedom in Christ, I think of not having like any shackles or any bondage, not living in bondage, but being who God has called you to be. So finding your identity in Christ and then walking it out in in Jesus um, without any shame, without any guilt, without insecurities. Um, Yeah. That's what I think. So if you had to say to people who are listening, what does it mean to find your identity in Christ? Could you tell them what that means so that they can understand that better? Yes. So I would have to say finding your identity in Christ means um, like knowing who he is and then knowing who you are in him. So Um, there are different ways that you can get to know him through prayer, through reading your word, um, just spending time with him. I always think like, I think of Jesus as a friend, right? Like you, the same way we have friends, you meet someone, you get to know them, you hang out with them. That's the same way we can approach Jesus. So getting to know him, having open conversations with him. And the more you get to know him, the more you get to know who you are in him. And it really comes down to the relationship that you have with him. That's who you are in Christ is based on the relationship, the type of um, interaction and communication that you have with him. Yes. So the more you grow in Christ, the more you grow in intimacy, you will begin to know who he is, begin to know his ways. Again, reading his word, it it's as active, it's alive, and it begins to transform you from the inside out. So you'll you'll eventually grow into the image of God. Well, you know, God is love and you you describe that love. So that love is free because it's so unconditional and it does transform in the end, like Mm -hmm. you said. So that Mm -hmm. is, that is beautiful. Is there anything else you would like to add, Char? Um, 
Yeah, so I, again, I absolutely love just sharing my testimony. Um, and I pray that, you know, people who would hear this message, I pray that they would be curious to know Christ, um, that they would not, you know, seek to know him through a church, a building or other people or pastors, but that they, but that they will really take the time to get to know them for themselves. Can you pray then for, for the people who are listening to know Jesus, like, you know, Jesus? Yes, ma'am. Sure. Let us pray. So father, we thank you for uh, this opportunity that you've granted us to speak and to share uh, my testimony. I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice. I pray, oh God, that they will be curious to know who you are. Lord, I pray that you would open up their hearts to see you and to know you. I pray, oh God, that you would lead them to the saving knowledge of who you are. Help them to grow with you. Help them to know you. I pray that you will place the right people in their lives, oh God, that would disciple them, that would help them on their journey of becoming more like you and getting to know you. And I also pray, God, for those who have strayed away from you, those who were once in you and decided to leave. I pray that you would bring them back home, allow them to know that there's love, that there's freedom, there's grace offered to them. So, Father, help them to know who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Char, for taking your time and blessing us and blessing the listeners. Um, so just thank you so much. Praise God. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Char. So, Char, you said you would like to share something else uh, with our listeners. So can you go ahead and do that? Yes. So I, as I was thinking about um, just my story and the fact that, you know, I strayed away from God, I was trying to find my identity in other things and other people, I noticed that there was a deep longing um, for love and mm -hmm that came from, you know, me not having my father around at a young age. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of times I, I believe we, we all have this void in us that we try to feel through other things and other people, but mine, the root of mine was the fact that my father wasn't present in my life. Um, so because of that, I sought other things and I'm grateful that the Lord has, you know, came into my heart and just filled me with love, um, so that I'm not, seeking that from other places. So you've gotten to know God as father. Is that safe to say? Yes, 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 yes. Father and friend and healer. Oh my yes. gosh. So what is he like as a father? Um, he's very comforting as a father. He, he brings the comfort that I need when I'm feeling um, alone. He, again, he fills me with so much love, that love that I sought from other places um, that you don't get from anyone. You don't even get it from your earthly father. Like yeah. that's who God is as a father. Um, yeah. And he's, he's also a friend. Okay. So how's he a friend? He's a friend um, because I get to spend time with him, talk to him, pray, um, laugh with him. He's, he has such a, a good sense of humor mm -hmm. and he's comfortable to be around. So it's not, there's no fear there. There's no uncomfortability or um, insecurities. You can literally be yourself with your best friend. So, And you said you also know him as healer. So how is he healer? Um, he's healer because he has, he has healed me in ways that only he can. Um, and again, like I mentioned, I was seeking 
alcohol, um, trying to fill the void and, you know, drinking, um, well, smoking and in different relationships. But God has touched me in a way um, that has really allowed me to to fully like trust in him and surrender to him, like surrendering to him in the healing process. So he's who you're turning to now instead of other things or other people. And I think that's, that's the key. It was, okay, I was turning to these things for support and for help or for encouragement, or if I'm angry, sad, have a bad day, or, you know, a lot of times it's not just, I'm having a, you know, a moment where I just want to go out and have fun and I'm kind of wild and crazy. I mean, kids do that. We, we have that too, but there, I'm sure there were times or weren't there where, those relationships were filling that void. You're turning to people for love and for connection, and we're turning to alcohol for um, support, or we're turning to drugs to escape reality, escape the pain that's going on that, that we have in our heart and in our soul. Yes. I love how you said escape. That was exactly like what I was going through during that season. I used every excuse to go out and drink. Like, even if it was yeah. after work, I'm like, okay, I just want to go to happy hour. Or I just need a meal. Um, but I'm glad you used that word escape. And to be honest, we can't outrun. There's only but so far that we can go. We're not going to get far if we continue to outrun the problems and the aches and the pains um, that only God can can feel. Yeah, you can't really run. We think we can run, right? You're but right. they come with us. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> And I think people need to know, too, there is another option because society kind of trains you that, too, trains you to that. Oh, this is what you do when you've had a bad day. Come have a drink with me or let's go escape into something else here rather than, no, I am healthy and mature. I have God with me. I have the power of the Holy Spirit with me. I may have had a bad day, but I can process this in a healthy way. Yes. And so if I need to get together or have dinner and have a glass of wine or something like that, that's different than... I'm not processing this. I'm not handling it. I have this all tucked into my body right now and I need to get it out somehow. And this is the way that I know how. So a lot of people don't realize that, no, there is another way. We don't need to have it all pent up inside of us. We can process things as we go. That's so good. Yes. One other thing, another point, sorry, real quick that I wanted to make about just for our audience too, with, you know, their parents Parents aren't meant to fill the void of God, right? They're training us up into understanding who he is and teaching us how to develop a relationship with him. I mean, that's their role, whether they fill that role or not. But our parents will always lack in that they're not meant to fill that space. So whether we have an absentee father, some people have a father that's present, maybe physically present, but emotionally not present. But Mm -hmm. The parents will always fall short in that because they can't be God for us. That's so good. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, God can can only, he's the only one who can fill the voids. Um, and I pray that people would experience him as a father, you know, mm-hmm. first before anything, as a father and as a friend, as a healer, um, especially for those who don't have their parents in their lives or who didn't grow up with a father. And I love how you mentioned um, those who aren't like emotionally there because you can have a parent figure, but you guys aren't connecting. They're not very loving. You guys don't have a good relationship. So um, yeah, just pray that people would seek 
the one and only um, Jesus Christ for the healing and for the, the freedom and the love that they need. Do you know what? When you speak, there's such joy in you God. and such peace. Um, your, your face literally shines. I mean, oh. you just have been a complete pleasure. And I'm so glad that you, you know, you found the perfect father and um, the perfect friend and the mm -hmm. faithful healer. So thank you so Amen. much, Char. Thank yep. you so much, all. That was and I feel like I'm going to cry because... We always feel like, oh, I have to always go find him. And that's not that it's not the case. I mean, sometimes we, you know, we go in search of God, but his grace also is always beckoning us. He goes and he finds the one. And, you know, she's in church her whole life, but she's got this struggle. And, you know, God knows it. He hears her cry and he comes into her bedroom. And she has this encounter. And I just, I just, he's a personal God. Jesus is a person. <laughs> and it's interesting too. I mean, I think a lot of people can identify with that also is, okay, I've been raised in church. I've heard about God. I know about God. I'm um, going along with the routine, I guess, you know, um, and you think that you're, I don't know if everybody knows that they're missing something. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Some do, some don't. But um, just because she was in church, though, and kind of following the rules and going about that whole routine, she still didn't have a personal relationship with him. And that's what this is all about is we're, and as children, too, you're raised in the church and you're kind of following along with your own parents. But at some point, it needs to become personal to you. So I see that it became personal to her. She started thinking, right? She started recognizing she had been in church long enough to know, okay, my lifestyle is probably not what it should be. Well, I and think, um, I mean, she was honest, mm -hmm. right? She's in church and she says, I love Jesus, but I don't really know him. Like, yeah. And, um, I like that, that, that honesty that I know it's, you know, it's possible to know about, God, right? It's possible to believe that God exists, but not really know him. And it's possible to be in church for a long time and know about him, but not know him. I mean, I never knew. I never do. <laughs> I'm surrounded by, Christ by Christians my whole life. And no one ever told me that I could actually have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ where he would come and he would be with me. And she said, I look at him as my friend, right? And yeah. you have to know somebody to look at them as your friend. Right. And I don't know. I think it's just interesting that it's like you said, you can have the head knowledge, but we're looking for the heart knowledge. So yeah. she had some head knowledge and that can guide you into curiosity. She kept mentioning, you know, becoming curious. And I think that's what was happening. She was thinking, okay, I've been presented with a certain amount of head knowledge and that's made an impression on me. And now how do I need to chew that up and swallow it and it become mm -hmm. real for me? And I think that it's, I mean, the fact that she had a, you know, her father was gone for a long period of time too. Yeah. Maybe she just didn't really understand how to connect right in that, in that situation or with God as a father, 
not knowing how to develop a personal relationship yeah. with him. And I think a lot of people need to be guided in that, or at least be told that it's possible. Go, you know, sit inside your bedroom and say, okay, I am here with my friend, right? And say, Jesus, speak to me. What do you have to say? No, I think that your point, that's the point, is people, if you would tell people, it's possible, right? Mm -hmm. God, the prayer is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. A lot of us look at it as a monologue. I come and I put my litany of things I need. I did my duty and I'm off. But, you know, a relationship is two-way. He can speak to us through his word. He can give us a dream. He can do, you know, and and that's the thing. I think, you know, through her testimony, people will understand there's you there's an intimacy. It's like having a friendship that, you know, you they he talks to you, Jesus talks to you, you talk to him. And um I and don't it's know. a guide also. You know, he's the this the Holy Spirit will guide you. And so yeah. she had this when she had the DUI, right? She said that got her attention. So something's yeah. guiding her. That doesn't get everyone's attention sometimes. We yeah. hear people say, oh, had all these ha things happen, you know, I've o overdosed. We've heard that story before, but that that's not what got my attention. So she had a teachable spirit for one. I think that's important yeah. too. So she has the DUI that got her attention. She allowed it to get her attention and she started thinking again and she started um, allowing the Holy Spirit to guide her. Her conscience was pricked on drinking and all the things that she was doing that was not leading a godly lifestyle as a child of God would do. So he, the Holy Spirit was guiding her in that, and she was cooperating with him as she moved. And then she started pursuing him more, surrendering. The fact that she was even watching an online, in her 20s, watching an online <laughs> ministry, and then she asked the question, right? Didn't she say that she, um, I feel like, didn't she say that she had asked a question? She said something when she was watching the ministry. Um, either way, but that's where when, or they were speaking on something specific, but that's when he decides to touch her and have a different, she has that different encounter with him as a friend. Yeah. Well, I, I also think it's important that she says, you know, she had this void inside that she's trying to fill. Like, who am yeah. I? There's this void and I'm going to fill it with relationships, with sex, with drugs, with all these things, but it's not working. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. When I was talking to her initially, she said, we all have this God shaped void and we try to put other things into it and it just doesn't fit until finally we discover, oh, the one thing that fits is, is God. And, um, and it's so, and when the way she said, I love freedom because love yeah. is freeing, like unconditional love is freeing. It's like, I can be who I am right now in the moment as imperfect as I am. God loves me, but that love is going to also transform me into who I can be into you know a I mean? free the, person. Yeah. So she's mentioning freedom. She had a lot of people don't realize they're bound in sex addiction, drug addiction, you know, alcoholism, that they're feeling and whether or not they even feel like they're addicted or not. But the fact that they're pursuing that as a crutch or it's what I'm turning to when I had a bad day, when I'm turn what I'm turning to when things went wrong or I'm scared or I'm yeah. feeling lonely. 
So she was turning to other things. And then when she turned to God, that's probably when, now I'm just making an assumption here, she started using the word freedom. When those things started falling off, then she realized, oh, that's bondage. Now I'm free. I don't have to turn to those things. Those things don't have a hold on me anymore. And they did before. All right. So let's pray for our, let's pray for our listeners. So if anyone heard this, um, Char's testimony, her story about how she came into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and you would like to do that today, you can do that today. (laughs) Um, all you need to do is pray this prayer with me and, um, just follow after me. So father, um, I would like to know you. I would like to know that freedom, that love that comes in your son, Jesus. Jesus, I invite you into my heart today. I know that you died for my sins. I ask that you would forgive me of my sins, that you would come into my heart that you would love me, that you would be my friend. I ask that you would be the Lord of my life. Thank you for the freedom, for the forgiveness, and for your grace. Amen. Amen. So thank you guys all for listening today. We hope that you were blessed by this and um, we will see you again in a couple of weeks. Bye.